No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Hey, everyone. Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. Friendly Podcast explores the music and fan experience of Fish through interviews and deep dives on shows and tours. And Quick Hits, a review of every show of the tour the next day with someone who was there. 
We started HFPod in 2013 to bring the fan voice into the discussion. We're six years in, and with the help of our guests, we're still discovering new angles of appreciation for the band we all love. Whether you're new to Fish or you've been listening for years, we think you'll find something to enjoy on HFPod. Search for the Helping Friendly Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Or find us on the web at hfpod.com. I was ready as I'm going to be. No, you're not. Yeah. Hi, everybody. It, it's We're back. Heads talking. We're, this is Aaron. And this is Apple. You sound like shit, Apple. I, I have a sinus infection. No, so. you don't. You feel great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I went into Apple's room this morning, and he was wrapped up in every blanket that he owns. He looked like a mummy. And I was like, hey, bro, do you need anything? He was like, no, no, I'm good. <laughs> then I made him get up and come up here and do heads talking. So. Yeah, take a hot shower. I'm good for a minute here. All right. Well, you did smoke weed, so it helped. All right, here we go. You ready? I'm ready. Uh, <sighs> right. Wait, I think. Hold on. Okay, now I'm ready. Okay, good. All right. This is from CNN.com from Saturday, February 22nd, 2020 by Leah Asmalash. I like that last name. That's cool. Asmalash. Asmalash. It sounds like a, a superhero or a magical spell I, I gave him the asthma lash anyway that is what that sounds like. i think i have a touch of the asthma lash. <laughs> that's exactly what you got all right here we go oh by the way if you've never heard this before we have not read this article all we did was go through the news find pick, something pick not, a headline. yeah picked a headline that was non-political but this is kind of i guess this could be construed as political but whatever well, here we just go. about anything could right. uh if the governor signs this bill Virginia, yeah, see, Virginia will become the fourth state to ban hair discrimination. All right, ready? All right. Uh, CNN, Virginia is on the brink of becoming the fourth state to ban hair discrimination, with only the signature of the governor remaining for the prohibition to become law. The bill would amend state law, adding a section that specifically bans discrimination based on, quote, Traits historically associated with race, including hair texture, hair type, and protective hairstyles such as braids, locks, and twists. In other words, hair discrimination, which has received increasing attention after a high school wrestler in New Jersey was forced to cut off his dreadlocks in order to compete back in 2018. The bill unanimously passed the state earlier this month and just made it through the House on Friday. Now it awaits Democratic Governor Ralph Northam's signature. Charlotte Beckley owns a hair salon called Braids and More of Sono in Chesapeake. Beckley told CNN affiliate WVEC she was excited to hear the bill had progressed. She'd heard stories from clients about hair discrimination in workplaces, and she says it needs to end. Quote, we have a lot of talented people, and ethnicity should not be a factor in whether or not they can provide the type of skill that's needed for the type of job that they're performing, she said. With Northam's signature, Virginia would follow the footsteps of California, New York, and New Jersey, respectively, in banning hair discrimination. A couple more paragraphs. Stick with me. Other states may follow. Similar bills are making their way through Colorado, Washington, and Minnesota legislatures, and many more are considering legislation. Texas lawmakers, for example, announced earlier this month that they are considering adopting the Crown Act, which stands for Creating a Respectful and Open World for Natural Hair, 
after an 18-year-old in the state was told he had to cut his locks to walk at graduation. That's fucked up, first off. Yeah, yeah, that is. That's super fucked up. So, I mean, if we're going to protect discrimination for sex and race and everything like that, I don't see why not. I mean, where do you draw the line? Like, no, that... No, no, your hair is blue. Yeah, like I said to you, I mean, if you can perform your job, and I mean, I, I get it with like a lot, like some shop owners don't want dreadlocks or I don't, but colored hair or something. And we live in Portland where that's a lot more common, I think. That that surprises me, the state. It, dude, it's you, 2020, man. Yeah. Okay, I remember way back in the way back machine, like in the late 80s, early 90s, having to cut my hair to get a job. I, yeah. That was a thing. Like, and I remember being like, fuck that. I'm not fucking cutting my hair to work somewhere, but I did. And I mean, you both went through that several times yeah. growing up. And long hair was, it was like, oh, there you're, you're a hippie or you're a drug addict or something that you're not going to be able to work because yeah. you have long hair. Like, no, it just means that I wash my hair often and let it grow. I didn't get it cut. It doesn't have anything to do with my ability to perform a job. And th- that's the thing, too, man. Like, f- if you're going to grow dreadlocks, let's just go with dreadlocks. Yeah, that, that's, that's kind of what that that's story was about. huge fucking commitment, first of all. Yeah. It's not easy. And I don't know, man. I, I just blows my mind that in the year 2020... That things like what your fucking hair looks like has anything to do with how people perceive you to be able to perform a function in the world. I think by now, I thought by now, we would have proven that that's not the case. But like you well, were saying, where have, where you work, there's a girl that has what? Like purple hair? Yeah. And she wears a wig. Yeah, to cover it up. Because it's like bright, bright purple, like Barney, <laughs> purple hair. I think and that just, if you walk in somewhere and you, at least me, if I walk into an establishment and I see people with out of the norm hair, it makes me feel comfortable. Yeah. Well, I think that it's a minority. Yeah. Nowadays. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I still think so. I mean, it, do, it doesn't bother us. Mm-mm. But, you know, like we have a lot of elderly clientele and they're just elderly people aren't going to trust people that aren't normal looking enough to like help them sometimes. It's true. I've seen it. That's such And I've seen it in other places I've been, you know. Yeah. I, and I dealt with it working in the cable industry in Vegas. Um, I was one of the like a technician that would go into people's houses and you weren't allowed to have your hair crazy looking. Yeah. And, and I. <laughs> Like keeping a professional, and then that—that's you know what is professional? Is that what does that have to do with the hairstyle? But I—I I think that it should be based solely on your ability to perform the function that you're being interviewed and hired for, not based on how you look. And you know, it trips me out that there's only three states, dude, <laughs> right now, and it's not three states that I would have. No, Texas. I, I and no, Texas is just announced it. It's. Um, Similar bills are making their way through Colorado, Washington, and Minnesota, but let's see. Um, Colorado, Washington, like, like those are trippier states. I right. would expect like Oregon, Washington, yeah. California, where there's... but it, Okay, so it is. It's California, New York, and New Jersey 
are the places that are protected right now. I think that more of what this ta- is talking about is racial hairstyles too, because yeah, people with braids and and dreadlocks, it's part of the culture, man. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. So I think it's a way for well, pe- like, people to discriminate. If you're Rastafarian, it's part of your religion. That's true. It goes beyond just a hairstyle, and this is how I like my hair. It, you know, it, it's it's tough to make your way out there it's hard period it it's hard to make a living it's hard to find a job it all that and then to add in the way your fucking hair looks is a thing that could possibly stop you from doing something i i just but it but it does i mean like can't help it. i know i do it i'm guilty of it if you see a certain hairstyle you automatically like judge a book by its cover like if I see somebody with liberty spikes or a mohawk, what you're gonna go fuck right the to system. like, like the, yeah, fuck yeah. the system. That's a punk. You know, you're into punk or you are that same same with that long hair. You automatically kind of get looked at as a hippie or a stoner or whatever somebody wants. But heard. what is that even like in today's world? Everything is so mixed up that that doesn't even mean anything anymore. Like a hippie is a term from the sixties. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, like I said, I don't even really. Con- I mean, I, I people say that to me, but it's not what I consider. I don't put myself in a category, but society does. I, yeah, it it's kind of bred into us, I think, to like you said, judge a book by its cover. But after, yeah, well, after, like if I see another one, is I see a dude with a mullet, <laughs> and I had a mullet in the past. Dude, I remember at one point in my really? life. Yeah, they think like around when it first started growing it out from having it shaved on the sides. It was a mullet <laughs> at the time. Wow. But you like look at somebody with a mullet and it's you'd like, I don't know. I just think like monster truck, madness, and like kind of hillbilly. <laughs> 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 I, or, or Billy Ray Cyrus. It, that that uh that hairstyle is actually making a comeback. I know. My daughter has a mullet right now, man. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it looks cool, man. I I think it's funny. When we were talking about doing... Oh, there it is. When we were talking about doing this headline outside, you were like, I don't know, man. If I was going to hire people, I don't know if I'd hire somebody that had a mullet. <laughs> I'm like, why? What does it matter? I get it. I, I get where you're coming from. All you mullet wearing. Well, also, we I think also, I mean, it depends on the business too. I mean, one, one that there are regulations is like the food industry. If I see somebody, you know, you better have a hair. If you got dreads and you're making my food and everything, better have that covered up. Yeah, that and because yeah, everybody has to do. It. Everybody has to cover their hair, even if you have nice short hair or anything. Yeah, that's true. And I don't even think that the um, shit. My mind just went blank. Not the. The discrimination, Jesus Christ, uh, doesn't stop with hair on your head. It it also has oh, to do with your hair. facial hair too, man. Because if you see a dude with, I don't know, um, a big burly beard, or a guy with uh, the mustache with the the twist twists, that's a certain kind of person uh, in my mind. So I guess I do it too. We're all guilty of. Judging a book by its cover. Well, people were sitting here with big beards. I I've been given not given crap, but it's like I, I've been told I keep my beard very clean. But beards are a bacterial trap, just like most hair on your body. 
and you got you got to wash your beer. If you're well, yeah, like eating yeah. funky and you don't wash, you just wipe it with a napkin, you know, or yeah, something. You got to keep you got to keep your beard. You can't let your beard get weird. <laughs> keep your shit on point, man. And, yeah. and I see, I you see people with weird beards, where it's like they just all wiry and, and like, fucked up. Yeah, and I guess I guess that could be seen as somebody that doesn't care about their uh, personal appearance or is lazy. Yeah, and I mean, I didn't. To be completely hundred percent honest, I grew my beard because I fucking hated shaving. I I hated it. It was time consuming. Shaving does it it sucks. I, one of my uncles told my nephew that, or my niece years ago, or not not my niece, my cousin. I'm Your sorry. niece was growing a beard. My uncle said to my cousin, I overheard lady. it one time. Was like, you know, why do some people some people don't shave? And he was all about shaving and keeping like shaving every day, being clean. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, people that don't shave, they're just lazy. And I like See? had a beard at the time, you know, goatee and everything. It was like, what? Screw you. It's yeah. not lazy. Especially with a goatee, you got to keep that. Tra- that's a lot more work than just shaving. Yeah. When it, you let it go and you have a big beard like us, it's a little different. It's work too, man. And it is work to take care of it. Yeah. And like you said, I mean, a bacterial trap. I never thought about my beard as being a trap. Yeah. Some of you showed me an article about that once, months ago. It was my like, but, no, but not you. But not, yeah. not oh, you. Yours oh, okay. is clean. Mm-hmm. It's it's a thing where I think it has to do with the media and how we've been programmed to view people because Talk it perceived. Yeah, things. because of characters in movies, there's you know, when you see people in movies, they're the hairstyle and the facial hair and all that has an impact on what kind of character that is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, like any, I don't care what race or color or anything you are. If you got a Fu Manchu beard, <laughs> that's a Fu Manchu yeah, that's beard. That's true. Yeah. I, I, that comes from a certain style, a certain, you know. That's true. I just would like to see where you don't need to fucking sign into law that it's okay to do what you want with your goddamn hair. Wow. Like, that, that's even a thing that we need to talk about and legislate is fucking ludicrous in my mind well and a lot of like you were saying like racial hair i mean like like cornrows and things like that and the type braids they that got associated with like which that's been around forever way before gangbangers and stuff but it got a rap because of like gangbangers did that a lot yeah and that's a, you know that's another like fuck the system fuck you look uh, okay or is it is it just a or is it just haircuts haircut, i've known man. people that are not gangbangers exactly. have haircuts like that totally. it's like man come on Everybody just needs to fucking relax. It, you know, everybody has to shave their heads. Uh-oh, then you're a fucking skinhead. Yeah, you can't have bald head either, dude. No. Unless you're old man, then you're just bald. Where is <laughs> where is that where is that line at where you're all of a sudden you're you're the you know, you're not if you're old enough and you're just bald, you're not considered a skinhead, but if you shave your head. I think it has to do with the attitude too, man. <laughs> well, yeah, that that'll help too. No, that that was just kind of a dumb where is the Example. line? That's true. No, you're right, man. It, so why wouldn't they discriminate against somebody with no hair? I've had no hair. I've shaved my head in my life. Like, yeah. But, oh, no, you're super clean now. No, maybe I'm a <laughs> or, fucking or racist it, piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, you went too far. Now you're not super clean. Yeah. Now you're making a statement. Yeah, now I'm an asshole. But I, like I said, I, I really believe that I don't think government in in it in and of itself is a bad thing. I don't. I think that we need help fixing the roads and building bridges and putting yeah, in infrastructure, sewers and shit like that. that. Keep- 
But when it comes to my fucking body and my hair and my beard and what I put into it and what I pull out of it and what I poke into it, and what, shut the fuck up and leave me alone. But while like this, they're getting involved for a good thing. I mean, this kid had dreads and wanted to wrestle. That I mean, dude. First of all, that's kind of bold, having dreads. I mean, that can... Dreads like and fo- wrestling? Yeah, like football player. The, the amount of players that have dreads in the NFL now, and you'll see dreads, like, on the sideline. They get no their way. Dread. Oh, yeah, dude. You see them get grabbed. Like, when they get grabbed by the helmet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Many times seen, like, a dread laying on the field, dude. Holy dude you're taking shit. a chance of getting that shit tore right out your you head. S- are you serious? Yeah, I'm sure. Yes, I'm serious. Oh, my God. I've never seen I'm that. sure any of you football fans out there see I mean, it, you don't see it all the time, but... I've seen replays of it where somebody's gotten a dread yanked. I mean, that's gnarly. Dude, that's that's going to take some skin. Hurt. And then to get in there and wrestle. With, yeah. But if, again, if that kid wants to wants get to in there that. and do it, let him fucking you do it. Right. Yeah. I, so, like I said, stay off of my body, man. <laughs> stay out of my head. Stay off of my body. Get off of my hair. Leave my fucking beard alone. Shut the fuck up. Fix the road and shut up. That's... I, there's a pothole right down at the end of the road well, down here. That, well, like with all the discrimination with jobs and like, cause this, this has a lot to do with like getting hired for a job too. I could see the day. The only protection there's going to be is like blind interviews <laughs> where you, where you, you know what I mean? Where you don't get to meet the person and judge them by like, everything will be so protected. It's like on TV you can't when judge you're, a person by what they look like <laughs> when they you do, the, do it blind. And then, then you hire somebody, you're not going to know what they look like till the day they show up to work. Like you're hired. You start Monday morning at eight. This person's going to walk in and you better not discriminate. They walk in with dreads and whatever a bone and, in their nose. Yeah. But can you do your job? Yeah. It's like when, uh, they do the witness protection shit on TV and they like gray out the person and change their voice. Yeah. That's all the interviewer will see. Hi, Hi. I'm Bob. And you won't know if it's a, a guy or a girl and you want to just talk to them about their experience and, and get them in there. You know, I've even, since I've been working where I'm at right now, my boss right now has told me, if I would have seen you, you would have not a guy. I would have not hired you. Yeah. But I'm glad I did now but it sight would have been judged by your long hair thank god i had a fucking phone interview dude you know if i would have known who you were i would have judged you and not hired you and i mean by today's standards i'm pretty mild looking man oh yeah i have a trimmed beard and long hair especially living here in portland there's some crazy shit yeah so I'm sorry to all of you that have dealt with that in the past and are dealing with it now. It sucks. And hopefully, as we move into the future, that becomes a thing that is not... Well, like this, Prue, that didn't stand your ground. Do what you want to do. There's... I mean, this is... I'm not a real political person sometimes. I mean, it sounds kind of silly, the government getting involved in something like this, but shit. That's what they're for. Protect our rights. Protect you. Let you, you know, say, hey, this person has a right to do what the hell they want with their hair. I like that. Yeah. It, when they're fighting for people's rights like that, then yeah, I I, yeah. I can see. So, all right, we're going to switch gears and we're going to get, get a little more serious downshift. So in the news lately, ha, the coronavirus thing has been rampant spreading around the world. And I was telling Mel last night, um, it, there's been all kinds of catastrophes and disasters and wars and 
other viruses and shit that's happened since in my 48 years of being alive. This is the first time since I've been of voting age, let's say, that I've seen something like this and I'm like, oh, fuck. Like it, it's worrisome to me. Not, yeah. I'm not losing sleep over it, don't get me wrong. But there, I see a potential there for, maybe it's because of all the fiction shit I read and end of the world stuff I have read in the past, but this shit's scary, man. Yeah. So this is, it is scary. And it, well, read the headline. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to, this has to do with the coronavirus. Um, the article headline, this is from time magazine, fist bumps versus handshakes, how coronavirus does and doesn't spread. So this is a little, uh, information for y'all out there. With more than 73,000 people confirmed with COVID-19 infection, which is the coronavirus, as of February 18th, and nearly 2,000 deaths around the world, questions about how the virus spreads are becoming more urgent. Here's what you should remember. COVID-19 spreads when the virus responsible for the disease, which is SARS-CoV-2, a coronavirus, is transmitted by one person to another in respiratory droplets. That's fucking gross, dude. Oh, my God. That means the virus can spread when an infected person coughs or sneezes and releases these droplets in the air where they are either inhaled by others or can land on other people's mouths or noses if they're near enough, generally a distance of about 6 feet, 1.8 meters. Once the virus finds itself inside a new human host, it can start infecting cells and cause disease. The other thing to keep in mind is that while doctors are still learning about how this particular coronavirus behaves in the human body, it seems that SARS-CoV-2 is more likely transmitted when the infected person already has symptoms, including fever, cough, and shortness of breath. Based on the cases described so far, doctors believe it could take SARS anywhere from SARS-CoV-2 anywhere from two to fourteen days to cause symptoms. That's fuck. So for now, so by the time you know you have it, you can already you, spread yeah. it everywhere. Yep. You're assuming that the virus can be spread at any time during that period, since it spreads via respiratory droplets. Neither a handshake nor a fist bump would be a primary way to pass it along. An infected person would have to sneeze or cough into his hand, touch somebody else's hand, and that second person would have to then place that hand in close contact with their nose, mouth, or eyes to get infected with any virus that might still be on the hand surface. So there's no real reason that fist bumps are any safer than shaking hands when it comes to this, and no reason to avoid shaking hands for that matter either. Um, There's a lot more, and I'm not going to read all of it. You guys get the idea. So... Okay, first off, that is fucking disgusting and gross that it can be spread. It's spread through droplets that you inhale. Yeah, <coughs> like that. Don't do that. I just, there's droplets just went all in that direction. Oh, Microscopic dude. little, it happens all day, every day. Uh, yeah, but you don't think about that. There <laughs> Until it is. somebody says droplets. Yeah, the, my droplets are in your mouth, dude. Dude, I think... It, I think cute when I think of droplets. Cute Do you? little droplet. Like with eyes on it, little no, feet. I'm just trying to spin it. Like a, no, it is gross. It's gross. No. Like a, well, and this is where this whole corona thing, because like you said, and I've been on planet for a while now, the only thing I can remember that ever caused fear but uh, was the AIDS epidemic, because we lived oh, through yeah. that, through yeah. the 80s when that became a thing. 
and we all knew people that have passed from that mm-hmm. and stuff and but that was different that wasn't like this like yeah that, it wasn't doing what this that you could doing. protect yourself more you just had to start being more careful and protection and said this is scary and the amount of scary thing to me is just like most things like this is the amount of misinformation that's being put out there on a daily basis you hear people saying things the numbers change from this to that there's videos of people dropping dead on the streets in china yeah i mean there's a lot of video being put up out there and you don't know if it's real it could be it could be video of anything there could be nothing going on we don't really know yeah it's yeah and it's not happening here it's happening in a country where we yeah we don't know have i was tell we were talking about that yesterday when we were eating breakfast like watching the news nowadays with um cgi and uh photoshop and all that shit there is do anything there's no fucking way to know if what you're seeing is real and what you're hearing is the truth there is no way and i know some people that like will watch multiple news outlets so that they can try and figure out what the thread of truth story is you have no clue there's one thing that feeds all those news stations the ap wire and that gives them their information then they spin the story so uh, who fucking knows it's very interesting to watch like the bbc news yeah and the other countries al jazeera too what they're what they're talking about when this first happened i had just finished this book called the breakers and what this book was about is a a virus. This is like a week before this came out in the news. So this book was about a virus and it started in China and got out and and uh, killed like two thirds of the population. And there's survivors in every city and the people that are left as soon as like everybody, the first round of everybody dies off, everybody's just trying to survive in their houses and these fucking ships come and it was aliens that put the virus here to take us out so that they could take the planet. Take over. Yeah. And (laughs) so like just the week before coronavirus came out in the news, I'm reading this book. I just finished it. Then this came out and I was like, holy shit, man. But it, it's really scary that art imitates life because everything that's going on right now in the news is every fucking thing that happened in that book. Uh, Like the, from news channel to news channel, you're seeing different numbers of, of infected people here and this many people died. And then it's always different. Yeah. So they were doing that and they were like under in the book. This is in the book fiction. Um, they were underplaying the numbers. It was like in the hundreds of thousands and they were like burying bodies in these sewer things so that nobody would see it. And I really wonder, man, what's really going on. And like I said, in the beginning of this, it's fucking, it, it's unsettling because living in this country today and not knowing the, the truth of what's really out there it's unsettling to see something like this going on. And it makes me take stock of my life and be like, I really fucking like my life, man. You know, like we living here, we've got it fucking great, man. Like Uh, 
the things that annoy and bother me are so trivial and bullshit. And something like this is a threat to the world. To your way of life. Yeah. And one, well, it's been told many times. Like when one stands at his stand with super flu. Yeah. You know, there's many books about that too. You know, man-made viruses, and then that's that's the thing too that I keep you keep hearing. You know, was this man-made? Was this this? Well, who this, knows? And, and at this point, what does it matter? It's out there. Figuring out who did it is not going to make it. You know, a who done it? Yeah, cr- yeah. Good luck, and yeah, we'll never know. I, I think, based on what this says, so we we're talking about how to keep yourself safe handshakes or fist bumps it's you see all those people wearing masks that's why yeah that totally to makes sense your mouth. That, yep because if it doesn't get in then it, it's not getting in and that's been a common thing or at least that i've seen especially like in china and japan and stuff you see those those societies wearing masks a lot more you see them over here, like on vacation, wearing masks. Yeah, I see I, them in the grocery store. We saw it, you know. Yeah, I've seen it at the Uwajimaya down the street. Yeah, yeah covering your face up and makes it keep those droplets out. <laughs> yeah, fucking dude. When you say droplets now, I'm I just picture, you know that I'm a little raindrop, <laughs> the little fucking raindrop, and he's got arms and legs and big eyes and a big smile. I think it's on the water bill, actually. That's all I keep seeing when you say droplets. So it is cute, <laughs> but it's not a cute story, man. And it's not a cute thing that's going on. It's fucking unsettling. So for you, what do you do to make yourself aware of what's going on, but not flip out about stuff like that? All I, I just, well, like, like this, like you can get a little too obsessed with it. Like I would, a couple coworkers that sent me videos of that, like mm-hmm. the people dropping, and then you start looking at it, and then you just, I had a, like, okay, that's enough of that. You could spend, you know, your whole day looking at stuff, trying to find people dropping dead, looking at numbers that, I don't know. It, it's, it can be overwhelming. Yeah, I think. And I have a hard time with the news a lot of the time. In the first I don't place. Hear, yeah. yeah, I don't, there's a lot of stuff I, you know, you don't know what to believe, but you got to be aware to a point and. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. I don't know. I mean, at this point, it's it's like, okay, it's kind of like holding pattern, waiting to see waiting to see what happens. Yeah. Because they're saying it's spreading. It's spread to the latest as I heard it's spread into like Korea now and... You know, just got to wait and see what's true and what happens. And But it's it's very scary. It's, I, I think about it like this. Like, we talk a lot about manifestation and creating your own reality and all that stuff. And when stuff like this comes up, I continually try and picture, like, hearing news articles or seeing something in the paper where they're saying, oh, it's going away. We took care of it. It's fine. It's it's dwindling. It's finally going away. Or like it, seeing a positive outcome for it. 
Like that's what I've been doing. Like yeah. mentally putting that out there, trying to picture. Yeah. Well, today I don't know if I shared that one with you last week or another one that I saw that somebody sent me, and then I looked up, and I I don't remember where, but kind of a reputable thing is they've already got a there's a it's a firefighting training uh, center out in the middle of nowhere in the woods up in Washington. They have now turned that into they're preparing. It's a government facility for coronavirus quarantine if it spreads here. Wow. Yeah, like and, a camp. And didn't we and hear that cocaine kills the coronavirus? There's there cocaine, isopropyl <laughs> alcohol, bleach. You know, they, just, just well, get like, a bunch of cocaine. Have you seen those videos? It's a mixture of stuff. And I've heard conflicting things there. The videos in China of them going down the street. with the, It's like the fog machines. Just blowing fog like everywhere. That's like a mixture of bleach and other stuff to like try to kill it. Okay. But again, who knows? Who knows? It's a weird world that we live in, man. I saw, uh, I think it was an Instagram post and it was a, a campaign sign for one of the Democratic candidates. And it was, if you guys out there have ever seen the movie They Live, it was Trump as one of those aliens from They Live. And it just said, vote underneath it. And more and more, it really feels like the world we live in is like that. It's this weird, upside down, bizarro land of craziness that's going on out there. And that's one of, that's... One of the reasons that I love the community that we have so much is because this is that this kind of stuff isn't the focus and it can not not a distraction, but it's a another way to think other yeah. than that mainstream fear based. Well, that's craziness. the other thing that we've talked about. A lot, that That's a lot of times I feel like. Who knows if it's real? A lot of times things are put out there in the news for distraction from what's really going on. Yep. What's really happening. And it's really weird how you look back through history, whenever it's an election year, shit gets really crazy. Mm-hmm. All kinds of distractions going on. Look at this. Looky over here. What's this person doing? <laughs> oh, sexual thing. This, that. I mean, it just gets. It, yep. And it's, it's nutty. It's a, like a shell game. Three card money. Yeah. yeah, it totally feels like that. And that, but like I said, that's one of the things that really makes me appreciate the people that we have around us and that we interact with and the, the shows that we go to and the, all the stuff that we do, because it's just another way to not be that. And, that, and that's a way of li- you, you got to live. You got to live and enjoy your life. Once you let this shit pull you back and scare you into being, you know, Locked up in your house, afraid to go anywhere. Fuck that. Communicating yeah. with people, going out to public places because that's where people congregate. Like, like you know, I'm not going to any festivals because there's a lot of people around. No, no, I'm going to go have fun. Mm-hmm. If something happens, I was having fun while I while it <laughs> happened. What did Morrison say? I'm going to get my kicks for the whole, the whole shit, shit house goes up in flames. Yeah. Fuck yeah, man! I don't be stupid, you know, but have fun, man, and. Like I said in the beginning, this is the first time that I've ever seen anything like this that's... I'm not scared. I'm concerned. Like, yeah. intelligently concerned about this thing. Like, oh, wow, that's a thing. That's real. 
But I'll tell you what, like, I'm I'm not spending all day looking it up. No, and, yeah. no. Like like you just reminded me too. I'll probably I'll give him a holler tonight. One of our friends, uh, wife's Chinese, and she's got a lot of relatives back in China, and it hadn't even crossed my mind. You asked me yesterday. It was like, I wonder if her family's okay. I was like, ooh, I should I should check. You should check on them. Yeah, yeah, man. And it, I think that things like this can actually serve a a really positive purpose in in our lives. And like I said, it, it's made me take stock of how fucking lucky we are to live the lives that we live, to have the things that we have, and also to have the problems that we have. Yeah. My dad said something to me when I was in my twenties, I was going through shit. I was strung out on dope. I was homeless. I was like, why me? You know, why'd this happen to me? And he was like, I'm going to tell you something, man. If everybody in the world took their problems and put them in a big, huge pile and everybody could see all of them and everybody could just go to that pile and pick out a problem to take with them, oh, they'd all run for their own fucking own. problem. And I, I never quite got it until I got older and I was like, holy shit, he's right. <laughs> but it, it it can serve that purpose to make you take stock and of the blessings that you have, the things that are awesome in your life and, and appreciate them and... Like you said, call those fucking people that you haven't talked to in a while. Reach out. And something like this makes you realize also, which I think is a good thing in a way, it makes you realize how fragile and delicate things are, this balance in the world. Dude. It can easily be tipped so quickly. Mother Earth is a mom. Yeah. And she won't put up with shit for very long. Yeah, there's Mother Earth, and then you got got mankind messing with Mother Earth. So... Who knows? So, yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. It's all, a lot of it's just speculation and believe in what you, but mainly to me is you can't let it, can't let it scare you. You can't quit living. Mm-mm. And back to the one with the hair thing. You can't, because your hair, you can't let the, <laughs> can't let them get you can't down. Can't let them get you down. I guess be that's you. the, that's be the you, boo. Um, moral to today's heads talking is don't let the man get you down. Yeah. Yeah. Grow your hair, your beard, or cut it, or dye it, or braid it, or dread it. Do what the fuck you want. Go out and have fun. Appreciate your life. Don't let fear run. Be your aware life. of your surroundings. I mean, I know I've been like that. If someone is ca- hacking or coughing, I mean, I do that anyway before this. If somebody's hacking or coughing, it's like get the hell away from me. Why is it every time I get on a plane, somebody's there's that one <laughs> fucking person, man. Every and you're trapped time. in that tin can. Oh, you're like, oh man, here we go. Four hours of this person hacking in my space, but whatever. So speaking of flying. um, Flying? Yeah, we're going to be flying in a couple of weeks. Boy, are my arms tired. No. Uh You always say a couple weeks. It's like a month. Uh, it, it's it's is it a, a month? month and a half almost oh well it's a couple weeks okay. you, you you crack me up you're just anticipating it it's like in like two weeks no no it's is it a month away April. really huh? yeah today is okay all right you're right well yeah today's it. the 23rd it's a couple weeks we have a whole head, month time March. Is there is a linear. month of march between february and april but you know what but that soon, month is gonna go like soon that. we will be going to <laughs> skull and roses down in ventura <laughs> that is what I was getting to. Yeah, we're going to be going to Skull and Roses and um, seeing some amazing music down there with uh, O'Teal and Friends and Billy and the Kids and Ghostlight and oh, Circles Around the Sun and Melvin Seals and JJB and John Kay and Grateful Shred. And, oh, man, I am 
be a lot. It's going to be a good good trip, man. And you guys should come join us right now uh, on our Instagram. If you go to at no simple road, look for the ticket giveaway post until Wednesday of this week. You have the opportunity to win a pair of three day GA plus passes to skull and roses down in California, Ventura on the beach. And, all you got to do is go find that post on our Instagram page and follow the instructions and you will be entered to win those pair of passes. What we're going to do is we're going to have uh, a random number generator and we're going to pick three names from that. We're going to write them on a piece of paper. We're going to take that paper out to the driveway, those three pieces of paper. We're going to lay a dog treat on each piece of paper and we're going to have Darwin come out and whatever treat he goes to first, that's the person that wins the pair of passes. And we're going to do it on Instagram live on Wednesday evening. So don't miss that. If you've signed up, you find out that's how you're going to find out if you won. Well, we'll also let you know through your email. Yeah, Yeah. But that you'll see who the winner is at that time. So you get my idea. You get you get the picture, get the gist of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, come hang out with us, Skull and Roses, and be nice to each other. Don't don't be scared. Just take it as it comes, man. Everything's yeah, all right. Live. Be Chill. aware. Be aware. Be loving. Take care of yourself. Take care. Of, take, care of, take care of take care of others. I look. I'm breaking down. Yep. Apple did his job. I get now apologize he's go for my nasally, a little bit of snorting, coughing, but that's okay, man. You're you're allowed to get sick once in a while. Yeah. It happens. So be nice to each other and smile at a stranger. Safety third. Hydrate. Cover your mouth when you call. Yeah, fuck yeah. Fist, <laughs> fist bumps and handshakes are okay either way. Yeah. Grow your dreads. We'll talk to you soon. Love you guys. Peace. tell you about the april may 2023 issue of relics magazine features a dave matthews band cover story with additional articles and interviews with the national graham nash wayne shorter alo ivan neville our friend eric krasno and stanton moore marty stewart and much more check out the latest version of relics and subscribe now at relics.com dmb thanks relics Ever wonder what a punch from Elton John feels like? Or how you'd cope with having turned down the chance to be in Nirvana? 
or what signal Keith Richards gives when he wants you to get the hell out of his hotel room. Fans of Too Much Effing Perspective don't have to wonder because they've heard these exact stories and a jillion others on our podcast. I'm Alex Hoffman, former tour manager for Radiohead. And I'm musician and comedy writer Alan Keller. On the TMEP show, we get guests like Nancy Wilson from Heart, Jeremiah Freights from the Lumineers, and Modern Family's Julie Bowen to tell us things they may have only shared with their therapist, clergy, or a TMZ stringer. So join us on Too Much Effing Perspective. That's E-F-F-I-N-G Perspective. The only podcast you crank up to 11. <laughs>